0: Good morning, morning Millennials. Millennials! Welcome back to The Morning Toast. Happy Monday after Thanksgiving break.
1: We are back in studio. Hello Jacqueline. Hi I'm excited to be back in studio though this is such a Monday. I mean for everyone we just yeah. had a four-day weekend and now we're back to work but we have so much to discuss here at The Toast today. It's that a big day. I'm looking forward to leaving it all on the couch. You know
0: I definitely feel better because we were able to podcast in the middle of the week. So much like Loki happened last week, like celebrity-wise. We did a Patreon episode, Fast Five, of like things we just had to talk about. So right. and if it, you're
1: looking for like the the Bachelor drama, if you're looking for, what else did we talk about? Dancing with the Stars recap. Like if you're looking for all of that, it's on the Patreon, patreon.com slash the morning toast. It, it's irrelevant by today. I know, so I'm glad we got to discuss it so we didn't have to like bring up old shit. Yeah, I agree. We talked about like Emma lot. from
0: Selling Sunset.
1: We had some great Patreon episodes.
0: We We did. There's still one more coming this month, but we got Olivia on the Patreon yesterday, which is always a pleasure. We
1: did our Fast Five business news stories. Actually, it's just like world news stories for your Thanksgiving table. But you know what? That episode is applicable through the holiday Mm -hmm. season because if you're seeing family, if you're seeing people, if you're middling at a a dinner dinner party, these are conversations, topics, and like ice breaking questions that you should have in your back pocket. We're also tackling big conversations like inflation, which is really an evergreen concept. Yeah. Art. Art. art crime like so many so many different subjects quite informative
0: so I do feel good that we were able to unload some of that shit on the patreon like we don't have so much catching up to do but we still have a lot of catching up to do so much television you and I both finished the new season of Selling Sunset which we will put in the tv recap also the Real Housewives of Potomac finished last night And I watched the Jonas Brothers roast and I absolutely have to talk to someone about it.
1: I want to hear all about it, but I am going to be watching it.
0: I watched it so absolutely nobody else on the planet has to.
1: I can't, I can't fathom it was that bad. It was really bad. Like, borderline atrocious. I can't believe it. I need to find out for myself.
0: Okay, it was the shit you hate. Clickbaity, like, oh, they go to a spin class, like, All of it was, like, these pre-recorded packages that, like, Keenan kept throwing to. It was, like, very James Corden. Like, it was really bad. And the best part was Pete Davidson, and they gave him four seconds to roast. And you just needed more. John Legend was fine. The wives were okay. Like, it was really bad. Like, it was very, very, very not good.
1: Well, can I tell you something that's going to cheer you up? Mm -hmm. In some good content news, Annie Live is this week. I know. (laughs) You guys... Annie Live is this week, and Annie's making news because she performed at the Thanksgiving Day Parade. Oh my god, I have and to watch. And I, I didn't turn it on early enough to see her, but I heard she was amazing. I mean, the reviews are in. Everyone lip syncs, so like really, how good could she have been? But what, maybe whatever she recorded. The reviews are in, and apparently Annie Annie's is a star. star. That's so good. And great. it bodes really well for Annie Live. Okay, but here's the
0: thing. The thing is, is that I have sh- a show the night of Annie Live. I believe I'm going to be in Detroit. Okay, so Annie DVR'd. It's not the same. No, it's not the same. Like, are you going to watch?
1: Of course.
0: (laughs) Live. You know what? Maybe I'll... I I need to get myself, like, a screener. Even though it's live, like, you can't. (laughs) But I need to get it so I can watch it on Thursday night, like, after my show. Treat myself. Okay.
1: I have a three-hour drive to Toronto. You can use my YouTube TV login and... (gasps) YouTube
0: TV!
1: And you can watch it, like, on your phone. Then I need Wi-Fi, right? Whatever. I'll figure it out. You'll figure... Anything for Annie. It's a
0: big week. Annie Live. I start my tour this week. I have three enormous shows. Minneapolis, Detroit, Toronto... Tickets available at GirlNoJob.com. There's no tickets in Minneapolis or Toronto. But Detroit is that one show I told you guys that won't sell out. So head over. Come on. Det- Take slash no tour. Take a trip. And I also did a show on Saturday. I did a Patreon little practice show, my last one. Such a good crowd. Like, I heard it was a great show. It, it really was. Like, I'm not one to toot my own horn. I know what I'm good at and I know what I'm bad at. And I was so good on Saturday.
1: that's so exciting,
0: yeah, so now I really feel like prepared enough to tackle these. These are big theaters, like a thousand people each. I am ready. I'm excited. I'm very nervous, but it's going to be a great week. And I no longer have that enormous pit in my stomach. Like, this is now something I'm looking forward to.
1: That is... You love to hear it. You do. We really do. We're we're sending you off with so much love Thank and you. excitement. And I look forward to hearing all the reviews.
0: So, the schedule for this week is Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, in-studio, regular business. Thursday, podcast only. Friday, I am too busy to podcast. And Jackie's pregnant, so...
1: Yeah, you guys. Leave the pregnant woman She's getting big. You are. You
0: really kind of blew up. I exploded. Exploded over Thanksgiving.
1: No, I mean, for me, it's really been... You also don't dress like this, like for the toast. No, but I got this um, shirt from The Gap. It's maternity because I needed maternity pajamas Because the waistbands on all of my pajamas were just like, yeah, it was too tight. So I was like, I need maternity, so the waistband is flex. And then I saw these cute little tops. I was like, how chic. So now I have more maternity clothes, and that's why you'll catch me out here with my belly. You're
0: looking like majorly pregnant now, whereas you usually just wear like a crew neck.
1: I usually wear just Toast merch. By the way, um, shopmorningtoast.com, we're having our biggest Black Friday, Cyber Monday sale ever it's criminal th- what's going on at the it's, website okay it's <laughs> criminal giving, we worked so hard and now we're literally giving shit away for free we're giving things away um Everything that is not new is up to four, is 40% off or more in More, by cases. the way, almost 50. The stocking is 15% off. So 40% off sale, Black Friday, Cyber Monday, today is Cyber Monday. So head over to shopmorningtoast.com. You can get the new holiday collection. You can get the new fall collection. And then you can also, you know, a la carte, add some $3 pop sockets. Do you know what else you can get now at shopmorningtoast.com?
0: My tour merch. I heard. So I will be having select merch at the shows. But if you want to get stuff before, you're worried you might not get your size. It's all available online now. There's also more shit online than we will be bringing to shows, like more designs. So shopmorningtoast.com, if you go to the menu, there's a little thing that says not like other girls. And we made really cool merch for the tour. So you can get it at the show or you could also get it online before. Um, So there's just lots of things to be purchasing at shopmorningtoast.com.
1: There are. And as far as the holiday collection goes, we still have robes. We still have blankets. We still have earmuffs. I love those earmuffs so much i wore them in today they're a premium quality yeah they're so stinking cute so head over there get your tings and did you do any black friday cyber monday shopping not a thing not one single thing i i peruse because i always you know shit the bed yeah and it's like okay you should spend it getting like something that you've really wanted and or, what uh, I, and like a big purchase yeah what i want is an air fryer mm-hmm. but i don't have space for it so
0: okay um i have an air fryer and i don't have space for it and it's something you make space for like it's really no, no. especially in your like cooking it's the most premium thing. And by the way, they're really not expensive. The one that we got was like 90 bucks and it works very, very well. Of course, you can get like the $400 one that's also like an
1: oven. But and just get, the- get it for Cyber Monday then?
0: Yeah. Actually, I get some good um, targeted ads
1: for like crazy air fryers. Get one, it will change your life. Okay, cool. Also, Spritz Society is having a oh, major... Yeah. 25 Bf- percent bfcm sale that's what the kids are calling it in the industry BFCM. go over to their instagram to get the unique promo code i think i don't want to miss, miss-
0: say it so it's on the spurt society instagram yeah just Ben's like click hold the, hold no like
1: it's one of those things where you just click the link and applies the code you know
0: no you have to apply the code
1: no no no. not if you click the link are you sure i'm positive or you can you know go to spurt and apply the code Got it.
0: BFCM25 is the code, but you can also click the link in our bio.
1: Yeah, so check that out. It's great to celebrate the holiday season with Spritz. And if you are going over to a dinner party mm-hmm. or someone's hosting you, a perfect gift, it's way more fun than a bottle of wine and contains more alcohol content.
0: That's true. Also, <laughs>
1: we just have so, so much, much catching
0: up. At, right after this, I like cannot focus on today's episode. I'm conducting an interview for tomorrow's episode Mm -hmm. that might be the one I've maybe felt the most pressure to perform. Like I'm interviewing someone. I'm so sad you can't be there, Mm -hmm. but I understand why. Um, I'm very nervous about who I'm interviewing for The Toast right after this. It's
1: going to be amazing. I'm so excited for you to flex your Diane Sawyer chops. No, like literally. You're very prepared. You took the time. And it's going to be so great. And it's going to be so fun for you because it's someone who you love Mm -hmm. so much. If you guys listen to this show, once you find out who it is, it's like one of Claudia's favorite Bravo webs of all time. And
0: someone I've really just kind of worked hard to defend and like, like spread the good word about because mm-hmm. this person you know has been villainized at some points and I'm just I'm really looking forward to first of all meeting her and thanking her for her work
1: yeah no I'm excited for you you guys will find out who it is tomorrow and it's gonna be great so
0: we just have a busy week sales interviews tour pregnancies
1: such a busy children
0: week. such a busy week you know I had the craziest dream I told you I woke up at 6 30. okay you're gonna die at what I did today
1: okay well, you up... know how we were talking about like dreams we just reveal so much.
0: Okay this I would love some help in revealing what this says so i me and Ben had a baby, but like it wasn't our baby, it was like a child that like. We both parented, but, like, we weren't, like, accepting it as, like, our child. And, okay. like, we her home from the hospital. Ben accidentally, like, kicked the baby off the bed. I forgot to feed the baby. I could see the baby's ribs. It was, like, really giving me – it was the worst dream ever. Okay. Do you think it had to do with the dog that you saw yesterday? I don't know, but I just want to let you know, I woke up super early, couldn't go back to bed, which is, like, such a not-like-me not, not like me thing. Like, I can always go back to bed. <laughs> so I was like, is my body telling me I'm pregnant? Even though there's, like, no way. I got up, I took a pregnancy you're test. lying. I'm not pregnant. I, I just, like, it was so unlike me to wake up and not be able to go back to sleep. It was such a bothersome dream. Yeah. That I was like, is this my body? You know, they always say, like, when you know your body tells you you're pregnant. I'm like, is this my body telling me I'm
1: pregnant? Oh, that's an interesting sign. But it's not okay cool it was a really traumatizing morning I've been up forever that's nice for you I'm at the phase of pregnancy where like now my sleep has really been compromised like I was so looking forward to this last week because I was like I'm gonna sleep till the cows come home Mm -hmm. never slept less in my life
0: wow that fucking sucks in my
1: fucking life yeah so that's that's really hard for me because you guys know like sleep Sleep is is my favorite activity under the sun you better get used to it Yeah. No, that's the body, you know, getting you prepared for like, like I literally wake up every single hour. I sleep as light as a feather now. That sucks. But it's just so funny. That's nature doing its thing, preparing you for when you need to be sleeping lightly because you're taking care of a life. Do you, can you take melatonin or something? Not, I haven't looked into it and I wouldn't, Mm. I wouldn't want to take it. That's
0: really definitely turning me off to children. Like no sleep even
1: when you're (laughs) pregnant like it hasn't even started no but I've been sleeping pretty good up until now maybe this is just a phase are you using the pillow I use the pillow for lounging not for sleeping I
0: laid my ass in that pillow it is fabulous I think I should just get a pregnancy pillow
1: like for life no like you're like pregnant by proxy literally and as I've said so many times like being pregnant is the thing for you no I know except for like the after part where
0: like you have the children and you have to raise them and like be selfless and like look ugly you know
1: I guess, but you could do it your own way. I mean, look at Christine.
0: Totally. We're gonna talk about selling sunset, but also one last thing. And I, I hate to bring this up because I know it pains you, but I'm going to the Luke Combs concert tonight.
1: <laughs> you know, I've done a lot of self-work mm-hmm. about this, and I I've I'm gonna try and be there for you guys. Mentally. You don't have to, like, by like, the no, no. way. Like, I would I, understand. I don't think I'm going to mute your stories. Like, I think I'm mm. going to try to, like, push through and watch them because yeah. I'm just so excited for you and so, so, so jealous. I know. I'm really – do you think that, like,
0: if it weren't for COVID, would you, as a pregnant person, yes. go to a concert? Yes. Okay, so it's the
1: COVID element. That, yes. Okay. But also, like, doesn't it sound like torture, like, standing around no, with your belly? No, it doesn't. Okay. Because, one, you can sit at a concert. So <laughs> like, true. You really can. And, like, for me, just the feeling of, like, the music, the, it's, like, a serotonin boost that is worth whatever back pain I'm going to go home with, which I would have anyway. Yeah, that's true.
0: Okay. Um, but also, you know what I just figured out about the concert, which I'm now not, I really don't want to, like, talk about it and make it, but I don't know, this will not probably not make you that jealous. Um, do you know who the opener is? I think... Someone I, 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 like, have recently fallen in love with. Brandi Carlisle. Nope. Similar vibe. I, Ashley McBride. McBride. Yeah, that's what I meant. <laughs> See, they're literally the same person. Because <laughs> they, like, both get nominated for Grammys in the country department, but they're not, like, that big of stars. Yeah. Um, I'm Ashley McBride's number one fan, and I cannot wait. I'm, like, texting the group chat. I'm like, we have to get there at 7.15. Like, Ashley McBride. I will not miss a second of Ashley McBride.
1: That'll be so great. I'm, I'm excited for you. I'm really gonna...
0: I'm, we're really gonna miss you. Like, on, the energy, of course, will not be the same
1: yeah. without... But it's Jikui. like, if I could do anything right now, eat anything, mm-hmm. you know, do any, go anywhere, not like pro- activity that you can't, like ski, eat sushi, yeah. drink, I would want to go to a Luke Combs concert. That would be my number one thing. I'm so sorry. It's, it's not right. Yeah. So it, it, it'll be okay. I'm, I'm really happy for you guys. And just make sure the stories are premium, you know? The story Oh, the Instagram stories. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Like so that we can feel like we're there if anyone yeah. else is at home.
0: Well, this is your reminder. Luke Holmes is doing two nights in Madison Square Garden. Don't miss it. Yeah. I'm sure it's sold out, but step up. Okay. So now I feel caught up personally, professionally, okay. emotionally, physically, and also spiritually. Um, so let's dive right oh, in. I'm sorry. Nope. No, nope. one more thing that okay. we have. To, I told you about this yesterday. How, ask me how my weekend was.
1: <laughs> oh, you guys, Claudia needs to unburden herself. I do. She did something embarrassing. Claudia, how was your weekend? It was really good until I fell. I fell. Claudia has been doing this thing. It's been happening to me for years. Where she is like in, the, in a cool party, in the coolest place, you know, with the coolest people and she fucking takes a tumble and like a real t- <laughs> like knees on the ground, no, tumble. no, like
0: face hit the floor, like
1: like it's amazing I'm walking today. Down like, on all fours, just the pinnacle of embarrassment. So there, there's many, many, many
0: times that I've fallen, but there's three that stand out in particular. And unfortunately, one of them happened two days ago. So the first one, I was at a dinner party and I was like drink. And the thing is, with all these, like yes, I'm drinking, but I'm not wasted. I can't stand. I just have less inhibitions and like my
1: big. You're shoes, not counting
0: stairs. And I'm like, just, I'm a clumsy person, so I don't want it to be like I'm stumbling all over the place. But yes, I have had drinks. So the first time I fell at a dinner party, I sat down and I <laughs> missed my chair, and I fell completely on the floor on my ass, and it was like really embarrassing. because, like a lot of people were crowding around me, like "Are you okay?" And I'm like, "I'm fine. Please don't look at me. Like fuck off." Okay, that was years ago.
1: That is so horrible.
0: The second one, which I think is the worst, but the one from Saturday might be the worst one. When I was in Vegas like a couple months ago, Um, I went to see Paris DJ and then she had like a cute little after party dinner. It was like in this private room. Not a lot of people, maybe 20 people. And this time, yeah, I was blacked out and I was wearing these huge platforms. And I don't know, at some point in the night, I just went flying face first, like nosedive into some man's feet. Like, and the worst part was like Ben wasn't there. No one was there to help me up. So I laid on the floor for like an extra second, like to get my bearings because it's very shocking to fall. And if ben was there he usually just scoops me up but that the paris one i think is the worst one i don't know who saw when i when i fall like i can't look around i can't make eye contact like i don't want i I somehow think there's like a
1: possibility that nobody saw you know yeah well if i was a spectator in the situation i know people think like oh my god the first thing you should do is like try and help the best thing you can do is look away yeah pretend like you didn't see that will spare the person the most so then on saturday
0: I had a very, very bad fall. Um, I was at an after party and it was late and I had been drinking and I was, there was like an outdoor area and I walked from the outside to the inside and there was like this little ledge, like nothing crazy, but I was running these huge platforms. I missed the little ledge and I went face first into the floor and thankfully Ben was there. I wasn't on the ground for more than a second before Ben scooped me up, but I was like fully laying on my back, like looking up at the party and it was terrible And it, ru- it ruined my whole day yesterday. All I kept thinking was like, who saw? Like, did people see? I was the girl who fell. And it's a life ruiner And I don't know how to stop falling. That's the thing.
1: Yeah. I want to like, you know, take something away from this. Maybe it's the big shoes maybe it's drinking.
0: No, it's not either because I literally cannot wear like anything but big shoes. Look at my shoes right now. They're fucking huge. Yeah. That's just who I am. You want me to not be who I am? Well, if who you are is a faller, then no, is that who you want to be? I just think like I need to, it just, it always hits me when I don't expect it, the fall. So I just feel like I need to just, Keep it top of
1: mind Always But like I'm drinking I'm talking to people I'm not thinking Don't fall You know Yeah No I used to have A real fear Of falling In college Because
0: You wore huge shoes In college I wore huge
1: shoes And not even at night Like not even Drunk falling But like falling on the quad like on the ice mm. because I was always just like not wearing the right shoes but I was just making like a statement. Of course. And I was just so worried that I was gonna embarrass myself so thoroughly. Stop. And also like they would say like at Colgate, like, cause it's hilly and icy, like everybody falls at some it's point. Meant, it's yeah. a rite of passage. <laughs> and when I finally had my fall. Was it with the bike? No, oh. That's the best no, story. No, but that's a different fall. No, this was like a fall like, you know, in the, near the academic buildings on the slippery slope. And it was as good, It was fine. There was no one around. I fell on my tushy. There was a railing right nearby. Oh, good, good, it was, good. It was so fine because I like overhyped it so much. Because it was always top of mind. Yeah. But it will ruin your life. No, but I know. But so will falling. No,
0: I know. Like, what do I do? I'm glad I just fell because now I'm not due for another fall for a little while. I
1: don't know. These but they're getting are... closer <laughs> and
0: closer together. <laughs> they're like contractions. It's true. I'm fucked. Like, I really. And I. Okay, so here's the thing. I was walking behind my friend game. And I fell behind Gabe. And I didn't see him. And then when I saw him at the party like five minutes later, I'm like, did you see me fall? He said, no, you fell. And he wasn't just being nice. He's like, I swear, I literally didn't even see you fall. So the person in front of me didn't I see I know you're holding on to hope, but like his back was to you. Fuck. I know, but wouldn't I have I like made a sound or something that would have caused him to turn around?
1: Was the music loud? I don't know. I mean, listen, you've got to forgive yourself. I can't. You I have really can't. On. You I have- can't. You have to move on. Because the thing is, nobody else is thinking about it today except for you. I don't
0: know. I feel like some and people are just like, still thinking about it. And sometimes when,
1: embarrassing things happen, like, just disassociate. Say, <laughs> that wasn't me. That didn't happen to me. Yeah, I'm deny. sorry to this woman. Yeah. No, like, that just, I, you just can't claim those, that action.
0: Yeah. It was just tough because I could ruin my whole night and I went down and I went home after. Like, immediately after.
1: Okay. So, that's that. We just yeah. got to put it to bed.
0: Yeah. Just know I'm still thinking about it constantly. Okay, I'm sorry. It's okay
1: okay now are you ready to jump in now that you've let everyone know i've unburdened myself and i feel like the more people you tell like the less embarrassing it is because you're not like suffering in silence yeah that's true i
0: I, it's really unburdening was the perfect word that's exactly what i'm doing (laughs) the more people i tell like the less the less said it's my story and it's
1: our story we all have to shoulder it yeah
0: yeah yeah. and you know that (laughs) will help me immensely like take some of the weight of this burden off of me
1: okay okay that's what we're here for so without further ado It is time for the Fast Five stories that you need to know before you wake up and take a bite out of your morning toast. And today's episode of the Morning Toast
0: is brought to you by Noom. Noom is here to change how we see food with a psychology-based approach that makes... That looks at what you eat, but also how you eat. Instead of making you feel guilt or regret, Noom is empowering you to keep going. Because not everyone wants to be on a strict diet, do two a days at the gym, or drink random teas. Instead of trying to cram your life into someone else's idea of health, try Noom. They use a psychology-based approach to find healthier balance that's moldable to your life. So you don't need rules to lose weight and that is the Noom philosophy. They just require they just give you the knowledge and wisdom to empower you to build smarter, more sustainable habits. Their weight their Noom weight cognitive behavioral approach helps you better understand your relationship with food and how to be more mindful of your habits and gives you the knowledge and support you need for long-lasting change. Taking care of your health with Noom is empowering instead of stressful. There's no need to fear ruining the whole program with one day. Noom will help you get back on track. And a lot there's a lot to love about Noom, but I think the most impressive thing about Noom is when you uh, look at their food database it's like the most extensive um, food database which makes it really easy to track your food sometimes it can be really difficult on those random apps but the Noom one is very streamlined they have the biggest database of different food options and it's just a premium experience and we know a lot of people who use Noom, I know you used it for a while.
1: Yes, I love Noom, I think it's a great resource, especially as we head into the holidays. Obviously, the holidays can be a bit of a free-for-all and you yeah. should definitely treat yourself and enjoy. But if you want to stay a little bit on track, have a little bit of accountability or just know what you're doing, I would say Noom is the perfect resource to help you get through this month.
0: Start building better habits for healthier long-term results. Sign up for your trial at Noom.com toast. That's N-O-O-M.com slash toast.
1: Thank you, Claudia.
0: It's a pleasure.
1: Our first story, some exciting engagement news. Lindsay Lohan announces she's engaged to Bader Shamas. To a BBM. To a businessman Bo BMB. Oh. Lindsay Lohan has an, announced that she's engaged her boyfriend Bader in a gushing post on Instagram. The Hollywood star shared the news with her Instagram followers and posted a trio of loved-up snaps. The smitten actress paid tribute to him and wrote alongside her photos, my love, my life, my family, my future, at Bader shamas Hashtag love ring emoji. Cute. Yeah, really cute. Um, She's like coming back she's coming back we said that she has an, a new christmas movie coming out with court Overstreet street mm-hmm. sometime soon so that's really exciting now we're seeing love so you'd love to see a little personal Growth. success professional success i really hope that this could be it for her no it's so crazy
0: when you think about like those it, when you think of Lindsay lowe and you think of like the it girls of the early 2000s like paris britney Lindsay and like they're all settling down now.
1: Yeah, no, they all got engaged this year. Yeah, twenty twenty one was a great year for the girls. Even though I know that Brittany and Paris, like do not fuck with Lindsay. I'm sure. Yeah, I don't expect they were never like best of friends. They got into a car one night together. No, but like, and, like they like, don't party. like each other. Like, yeah, no, but like they. I, no, but, like, I don't like think they were, they, they were friends. They were friends for uh, sure for a time. But like, yeah,
0: but Paris. It's went not on like watched, Paris and Nicole. No, Paris. When I watched happens live a while ago, and Andy was like, "Say three nice things about Lindsay Lohan," and she was like, "She's lame." tall and something else yeah they don't get along which but i know britney and paris do yeah did you see britney like posted on her instagram something about jeffree star like i guess he sent her a ton of makeup and was like congrats because she like loves his makeup and she posted just like the collection of makeup being like thank you jeffree star i love you like i love your makeup she deleted it like she's now succumbed to like cancel culture oh she's now finding out what it's like to really be on instagram <laughs> yeah like you thought you wanted to join us here on instagram no you did not that's hysterical and then like Jeffrey star took to his instagram and being like you guys are bullying someone who's been in prison for 13 years, like, using the free Britney movement. It's so messy. I'm, like, not getting involved. It's the stupidest thing ever. But it is so dumb that, like, she can't just post what she wants.
1: Like, we're really – No, she's can- learning. We're canceling Britney now. Like, leave her alone. No, that's that's called being on the internet. It wasn't going to be a free ride.
0: <laughs> totally. <laughs>
1: like, now you can come play with all of us. <laughs> yes. and see what we've been going through. Um, I'm happy for Lindsay, but by the way, I want to talk about Christmas movies because I actually... So last night I started um, one of the new Christmas movies on Netflix called A A Castle for Christmas with Brooke Shields.
0: Oh, Brooke Shields. Yeah,
1: I didn't finish it, but it was like so cute and they just have like the most amazing budget. The budget is unparalleled. And then earlier this week I watched Love Hard... Which is the Heather. The Christmas movie with Nina Dobrev and Heather McMahon. And it was so good. It was like funny and like it was. How was Heather? I've never Heather, seen her act in anything. Heather was the best part. I'm
0: sure that's literally the least surprising thing. She's so funny. She was
1: so funny. She wasn't in it enough fuck like okay it's just a start no but she was so so good and so funny and then the rest of the movie like there were some really funny moments and who plays the man like love interest oh um i don't know his name but he was also in crazy rich asians he was so good and funny um jimmy O yang let me see well there's two love interests that's kind of the point do you know the premise of the movie he's like the cousin who um like makes movies no Got uh, it. Not that I know of. Okay. Um, there's two love interests. Mm-hmm. That's the point. Don't of the, spoil it. I don't want to spoil the premise, but it was a really funny premise. It actually got me thinking mm-hmm. about because the premise is, and they show it in the trailer, so this isn't a spoiler. I, I've seen the trailer. I know. It's the like premise. a catfish situation. Yeah. And so she, like, really like was into this guy, Josh Lynn, and they were talking for like weeks, but she, they hadn't met. And then she goes to meet him, and it's not him, and, and the real guy lives in the town and she's trying to get now Josh just set her up with that guy got it. and it's like it really turned for me the catfish situation on its head because it's like if you got along with this person like on every single level and you just like were disappointed in the way that they look like that's kind of on, on you. you yes but the
0: premise is that that person lied to you while pretending to be like open and vulnerable and that's what bothers
1: people But yes, I agree. It's like, oh, you're actually ugly? Never mind. Right. Like, we agree about everything. We couldn't. We have the same sense of humor. Same interests. You get me on every level, but you just don't look like what I wanted you to look like. Well, so I think on the TV show, the real
0: problem isn't that they're ugly. the problem is that they lied. Yeah. But what if they lied and they were much more beautiful? Like, would they be angry? (laughs) (laughs) You
1: know? (laughs) No, I totally agree and it actually got me thinking I have a good idea for a dating app. But then I ran it by the snitch and she said no. Absolutely not. But my idea is a dating app where there's no pictures and you get like the person's so obviously like name, age, uh, job, important facts, and then like some really in-depth questions that like really give you a sense of their personality. And like if you saw someone on there who like you seem so simpatico with, would you go out with them like blind? Like Love is Blind, the show. I mean, it's an interesting concept
0: and I think it might be popular like with a small group of people. No, only because, and it's terrible to say and it's just the fucked up world we live in. Like, looks matter. Like, people have have types. You like blondes. You like brunettes. You like, I like a dad bod. Like, everyone has their interests and most of the time they will date within their type but at the end of
1: the day it's uh, what's on the inside that I mean matters. I agree with that and like and I feel like most people wouldn't think that at first but everybody like if you were just like dating an Abercrombie model but they didn't give you anything mentally emotionally mm-hmm. intellectually you wouldn't stay with that no we're mature Jackie like we see that but a lot of people like still don't like people
0: are very looks obsessed we live in a society that is obsessed with like young and skinny and like We are in a looks-obsessed society, and you and I, thankfully, have risen above. But, you know, I actually was thinking about that this morning because Ben was sleeping, and Ben has like (laughs) a, like a, (laughs) he's going to kill me. (laughs) I'm scared. He has like three, like, they're like cute. I wouldn't say moles like birthmarks on his back. They're just like dots, like big freckles. And, you know, I have a personal aversion to any sort of like marks. It just, I have trauma from the three I used to have. Um, but I was actually thinking while I was up at 6.30, like, Ben's moles are so cute. And, like, I hate moles. And that's when I realized, like, how mature I am. How much you love him. Yeah. Like, I would, if this was another man's back in my bed, I would have vomited. Like, Stop. but when Ben, I was like, these are so beautiful. We are mature.
1: Okay, That's the moral of the story. Anyways, let me guys, let me know what you guys think about my app. Do you have someone... a name? No, I, I didn't get that far. But also, like, someone else can create it. I'm not going to have the bandwidth to do this. So you're giving the free idea to someone I'm else. I'm giving the free idea. I think it's a really interesting, because that show, Love is Blind, like, really was the Successful. perfect example of that. So why not for, why not in real life? Why do you have yeah. to go on TV to experience that? Yeah. No, it's true. So those were my thoughts. But the movie was was ultimately really good. I laughed. I teared up a little. Ah, I did. I'm also extremely emotional. But I did have a tear. And oh, that... Tear to me, is the makings... Of a good
0: Christmas movie. I completely agree. Of a good
1: movie. So, congrats to Lindsay Lohan. No. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's the first story. She wasn't in that movie. (laughs) I know, but that's the first story. Are you ready for our next story? Sure. Some very sad news. Off-white designer Virgil Abloh dies at the age of 41 after privately battling cancer for two years. So yesterday, Virgil's Instagram account shared that, quote, we are devastated to announce the passing of our beloved Virgil Abloh, a fiercely devoted father, husband, son, brother, and friend. He is survived by his loving wife, Shannon Abloh, and his children. For over two years, Virgil valiantly battled a rare aggressive form of cancer, cardiac angus. And angioscaroma he chose to endure this battle privately since his diagnosis in 2019 undergoing numerous challenging treatments all while helming several significant institutions that span fashion art and culture
0: oh my god this was so surprising it reminded me exactly of how i felt when chadwick boseman died Mm -hmm. because it was the same thing like such a young guy top of their game battling something privately and nobody knew until it was over and it was just so sad and all the tributes that I've read from other people like are so kind. It's like the nicest things you can say about a person. And of course, every time you know, you're know you writing someone something nice about someone who's passed away, they're always really nice. But everything I was reading, I was just like very like impacted by. They were all just like above and beyond talking about his kindness, of course his talent, like once yeah. in a lifetime, once in a generation talent.
1: Yeah, no, it was quite moving to see what everybody had to say. But also he really is like, we- The designer of our the generation. World has lost a great talent Mm -hmm. from everything he did with, like, Louis Vuitton men's to Off-White. Like, just, he really was a fixture in the culture, and I think we will feel his loss immensely. Did you know that
0: Off-White was bought by Farfetch? No. Because in the statement on the Off-White Instagram, it said, uh, Off-White and Farfetch are sad to announce...
1: That's so interesting. I know. I thought that was
0: interesting too.
1: Oh my gosh, what a great merger. I know. I love both of those brands. So
0: and I also saw on the Louis Vuitton Instagram that they have like a show with his final collection. Like, I will be purchasing like everything. Good luck to you. No, I know. Like, how do I how do I do it? Like, I just I want something from like his final collection.
1: You gotta maybe have a salesperson. Yeah, I got a guy. I got a guy. Okay. Well, this was really sad, very sad news. And really really
0: surprising.
1: Yeah, put a cloud over yesterday for sure. For sure. Are you ready?
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. sorry, no. Are you ready
1: for our next story? If it's a next story, that's brought
0: to you by Overland.
1: Oh, it is. Um, a
0: family-owned American heritage brand that puts comfort and quality first for nearly 50 years. They offer outerwear, accessories, and home decor made from sustainable natural fibers like sheepskin, leather, and wool. Okay, I've been wearing my slippers all around the house. I actually think I've worn them on the toast a couple times. It's the best pair of slippers. Slippers are so important to me. Holiday season's coming up. Slippers make a great gift for anyone, but also for yourself. Overland uses expert craftsmanship to pair the highest quality Merino sheepskin, which is naturally moisture-wicken, temperature-regulating, and antimicrobial with supportive memory foam midsoles in order to make slippers that feel better and wear better for longer. What sets Overland apart is that they're one of the only brands in the world to use double-faced sheepskin, so the suede you see outside is the same piece of fluffy sheepskin as you feel on the inside. It's lighter, more breathable, and it means there's no synthetic materials touching your feet. If you want a pair of well-made, comfier than you can imagine slippers, these are the ones to get. And everyone needs slippers. It's a perfect gift for everyone, but mostly for yourself. They also offer a 100% satisfaction guarantee and their commitment to customer service is exceptional. So don't wait another day to slip into something way more comfortable. Get the best, highest quality sheepskin slippers on the market at Overland Overland.com slash toast. you get free shipping and free returns. And we recommend you go today because these slippers are very beloved and they are known to sell out. So that's overland.com slash toast. Overland.com slash toast. Take it a recommendation. I don't know. If I ever recommended like a treadmill, I would understand you not listening to me. I recommend slippers and I recommend
1: Overland. They're really great slippers. We were wearing them in the March shoot. Oh, yeah. No, we weren't. Oh, you were. I was wearing a different one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, are you ready for our next story? Sure. So a new book about the royals is coming out called Brothers and Wives Inside the Private Lives of William, Kate, Harry, and Meghan by Christopher Anderson, who is a source close to the royal family.
0: Which part of the family?
1: I think the firm. Okay. And in this book, it says that Prince Charles is the one who asked about the skin color of Meghan and Harry's baby. Obviously, I think any of us could have guessed that. So here's how the story goes according to the book. Unless, I just had a
0: thought. Hmm. Unless, if he's close to the firm, that means that like the firm like maybe helped with the book or like had some approval. And maybe Charles is already so hated, he might be abdicating.
1: Like Maybe they just decided to dump it on him. That's no, all I'm saying. So here's the story here's the story and i think this might uh clear some things up so prince charles was the unnamed royal who speculated about the complexion of Meghan and harry's future children according to a new book the book says a source close to the royal family claims that charles made the comment during a conversation over breakfast with his wife camilla on the day the duke and duchess of sussex's engagement was announced so the story is that it was two of them having breakfast got it so charles says to camilla quote i wonder what the children will look like camilla was said to be taken aback somewhat by the question and noted Mm. that the child would be absolutely gorgeous Mm. allegedly lowering his voice charles then asked i mean what do you suppose their children's complexion might be a spokesman for prince charles's office denied the report saying that this is fiction and not worth further comment and then in an interview sure, charles in an interview on the today show the author elaborated on the claims in the book saying that He said that Charles's comments were benign and twisted by palace courtiers. So this was a conversation between Camilla and Charles, and it got back to Meghan and Harry via a game of telephone. Oh, because when when Meghan and Harry said it, I thought they had like a family meeting and someone was like, well, what's a kid's skin color going to be? Which is awful. This is still bad, but it's not what I thought. Right. So... He told um, Hoda and Savannah on Today, the author, he said, on the morning that Meghan and Harry's engagement was announced, in a very kind of benign way, Prince Charles started to muse on what their future grandchildren might look like. And the author said, quote, I mean, here's this beautiful biracial American woman and the world's most famous redhead. I don't know about that. (laughs) (laughs) He said, I'm a grandfather, of course. We all do this, speculate on it. But it turned into something very toxic. It was weaponized by the men in gray who run the palace organization. Mm. Unfortunately, by the time it got to Harry, that's the way he took it. And the way he took it is he said on, as he said on Oprah, Oprah, that there were, quote, concerns and conversations about how dark Archie's skin might be when he's born. Mm,
0: You know what? It's one of those things, like, when Harry says it, I'm like, oh
1: and then when this man says it, I'm like, oh. Like it's just it's a context thing, I guess. Yes, much like a lot of things. Yeah. But of course, I mean, it's really hard, and I feel this way about every single book about the royal family that comes out, like unless they're writing it themselves. It's like, who is writing it? How can like they're so That was even like finding freedom, which was literal propaganda. Beyond. But like the whole firm is so close like I don't I, I'm inclined not to believe anything. Yeah. So I don't know. But this explanation
0: does kind of, it It, it, it kind of clears
1: Charles a little bit. Not, well, not really, because also we didn't know who it was. So it was like, it could it, have ambiguous. been anyone, but now it's stuck to Charles. And yes, if you take the time to maybe Watch listen Hoda. to this guy yeah. and maybe you agree with him, then you could have a little bit of more understanding about the situation. But I don't think it's good for Charles. Yeah. But I also don't think they just, like, put it on him because he's, like, a... A A dump? The Christmas tree. Oh, have you been watching Succession?
0: No, um, I want to scoop a little
1: episodes and watch them while I'm on tour because one and one is, like, a little... You know what? I scooped them, and I had two to watch, and it took me, like, two days to get through them because, like, I think it's the worst show ever. But basically... Succession? Yeah, it's so bad. What? Like, it has all the makings of a good show because it's on HBO, and it has a really great premise. But, like... It fucking sucks like if you told me I watched last night the new episode it's like Mm -hmm. if you told me that I could never watch another episode and I would never find out what happened I would say okay wow I'm shocked to hear you say that it's like it's just really everyone is so unlikable there's some interesting like dialogue moments did
0: you know that Tom Wobsgams is Mr. Darcy from Pride and Prejudice no yeah somebody put that in the Toast Facebook group I was shook
1: I thought Mr. Darcy was no that can't be no I'm
0: telling you hold on Tom maybe on like
1: some maybe in his high school skins. play
0: no matthew McFadden and matthew McFadden, mr darcy yeah oh my god how crazy yeah look at this
1: <laughs> i see i see <laughs> oh my god isn't that
0: the craziest shit ever
1: that's twisted i fucking
0: hated this movie, okay but Pride though, and Prejudice. you know where,
1: like where we're at in succession so it's not um this isn't a spoiler or anything, but they call Tom the Christmas tree because everyone's going to hang their orange, their, their on crimes him. on him. You know, that's
0: literally Charles. And if he ends up, like, being skipped, which I don't even know if that's possible, like, it would all make sense, you know? He yeah. really took one for the team after all he's done. It's the least he could do.
1: Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. And
0: William is just, like, so primed and, like, ready. We're Catherine ready. Catherine is ready. The country is ready. Like, the kids are ready. They're all set up. Like, there's... Literally, no need for Charles. Like, if Charles mysteriously disappears in the next couple years, that's why.
1: Yeah, it's really... It's never been done, and the royal experts say that it's not even a fucking possibility, so don't even think about it. But it's crazy because everyone's thinking about it. But it's like, the monarchy is on its last... They can't handle much leg, more. And they need a rejuvenation of excitement. A they, moderniza- they, modernization. They really do. They need to do something drastic. And I think that that's the perfect solution because I think the country... There, I mean, I don't fucking know, <laughs> but... I think people really like William and Kate and would be excited I think they do too. to usher them in.
0: But it's also just bizarre, the sentiment um, on the royal family here versus in the UK. Like, whenever I talk to someone British, like... They love the family. They love the firm. They love Will and Kate. And here, like, there's people are find it very problematic, and they're very much siding with Harry and Meghan in America. That's why they fled here. Like, they're the royals here.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's
0: I don't know. I don't know. I guess I'm just like an anglophile.
1: Totally, you're such a royalist. But I do sometimes
0: like feel like a francophile. So. Mm Is that the right word? Yeah, you love France? Yeah, it's hard for me because I'm <laughs> such an Anglophile and such a francophile.
1: Oh, maybe you're just a lover of tings. I think I'm maybe a... you're a tingophile.
0: <laughs> I'm definitely a tingophile.
1: <laughs> and I just think I'm a lover
0: of the world. A global citizen, a if globophile. you will.
1: A globophile? A globophile, yes. Okay, are you ready for our next story? Some exciting yes. news for TikTok. Kim Kardashian and Northwest have oh. launched a joint TikTok account at Kim and North. It is racked at more than 130,000 followers. Oh, you're reading
0: an old article. They're at almost 2 million.
1: (gasps) Oh my God. Well, that was in less than 24 hours and now they're at 2 million. And most notably for me was that they did the easy on me challenge, which we were joking about. Well, this
0: is an extension we covered last week on the Patreon that P and Courtney had. We didn't. We talked about how P got busted. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And... But the account is back up, run by Courtney, and then, I guess, because Penelope's mom let her do it, North asked her mom, and then Kim and North made one, and they're both doing pretty much, like, the same content. Like really poorly edited like aesthetic videos of like them just being rich and sometimes their parents popping in. P is working hard on her account though. She got Scott in it. I think she got like Travis in one. She got,
1: I she got Alabama, Alabama Barker in one. She got like Courtney and Travis in one in the background. Smart. She's using her surroundings to build her image but and we love that. I think that while well, I'm happy for P and that she's had this she's found this outlet, like I think that North being like the creative mind that she is, like it's just gonna explode. I think this is gonna be such a great... Um, outlet vessel for her to ex- express herself. She's definitely, um just in my TikTok
0: opinion, she definitely has some more work to do than Penelope on the editing front. Like, pretty much everything North posts like isn't in focus, and it's really frustrating. But maybe that's like uh, an aesthetic, an aesthetic choice. choice. It's possible, but I just think P has been doing it a little bit longer. She went like undetected on TikTok for like a week. And then it blew up, but she had had a lot of videos on before that where nobody knew who she was. So I just think she's got a little bit more experience than North and North could really use like a tutor because (laughs) she's like, she did this video. I think she was making her bed. Like, so they went to Palm Springs and you know, they have that bunk bedroom for all the cousins to be in at Chris's house. So she was like making her bed for an hour on this TikTok, like zooming in on the pillow, like touching the blanket, lifting the blanket, lifting the blanket back. It was like pretty torturous
1: interesting don't yeah. well i think she's gonna do great things
0: yeah i mean their followings are growing like is this the start of the kardashian kids like becoming influencers i think it's too too early. so early yeah
1: no there's so much more runway i would i think it's just them having a good time i hope yeah and i love seeing kim on the talk like that's a true right and pleasure. she's like dancing which we know she, she doesn't. doesn't do and it's just funny to watch her dance knowing that she hates it.
0: It's just funny also, like when you go on Instagram, you go to Kim's Instagram, you get like business Instagram, business Kim, business, business, business. And this TikTok version of Kim is like mom Kim and it's really sweet. It is sweet. She's a great mom. Yeah. She lets the kids do what they want and they want TikTok. I and mean,
1: she'll dance, like she won't dance for anyone. She won't dance, dance for, for Prince, Prince, but, but she'll, she'll, she'll dance, dance
0: for North. Chigs! Mm-hmm. Jackie,
1: simpático, Erotico.
0: Hypnotico.
1: Are you ready for our fifth and final story? Someone doesn't look ready.
0: Yeah, which way? It's been so long since I do the show. Do we usually do triangles then ads or ads and then
1: triangles? Ooh. Well, it looks like we're doing triangles then ads. It's the final story. <volontaries> <laughs> mister
0: <drum discs> <moment> <coercion> Darcy. <inaudible> And that's a magic number.
1: That's really the craziest factoid I've today. heard in like all year.
0: No, I know. And I remember watching Pride and Prejudice as a kid and first of all, hating it. And second of all, <laughs> thinking like that guy was like Fallen Firth. I'm like, it should have just been played by Amanda Bynes' dad. I remember thinking that so clearly. Like the guy from What a Girl Wants totally should have been Mr. Darcy. And this guy was like a like a cheap knockoff Hallmark version of Colin First, yeah and now that he's re-entered my life in this way I'm I'm besmirched (laughs) I don't even know if that's the right word I think it is I'm besmirched Uh, I'm also besmirched by my new movement watch it's almost the holidays and movement the original watch brand to break all the rules which was started by two college dropouts they've got you covered they're bringing the sleekest most quality gifts of the season with hundreds of watches blue light glasses sunglasses and fine jewelry you can stuff your stockings, impress your family, and wow your partners, or just treat yourself with the perfect gift for movement. Movement watches are designed in-house. They are super sleek, clean, and won't break the bank since they start at just $95. So that's probably the best part of movement, is like all their products are really elegant, really well made, and the price point is just not what you expect. It's a lot lower. Um, and that's just nice when you want to stock up on gifts for, for your dad, partner, sister, granny anyone anyway, they've got they've really got something for everyone at movement they have clean minimal designs and quality products and they've sold almost two million watches in over 160 countries so it's really a great gift i think the men's watches are really beautiful and i got one last year for ben and he loved it and it's just nice you know since they're affordable you can like give a guy a new watch maybe once a year men love having lots of watches it's like a dick thing i don't know <laughs> Be the big winner this holiday season with a gift for movement. Go to movement.com slash toast. That's MVMT. So, MVMT.com slash toast. Join the movement. Again, movement is spelled MVMT.com slash toast. Thank you. It's a pleasure.
1: Our fifth and final story is some crazy book-related news. The man accused of raping Lovely Bones author Alice Siebold has his conviction overturned.
0: Okay, I read this this morning. I told you, I don't know if I mentioned it. I was up at 6.30. I was shocked, and I have a lot of questions, because I read the article and it didn't answer, is this the case
1: from the book or this happened to her after not lovely bones she also wrote lovely bones this is not about lovely Bones. okay okay she just happens to be the author yes she wrote a book in 1999 a memoir called called lucky and was about her sexual assault which happened to her she wrote that a stranger beat and raped her in a tunnel in thorndon park near syracuse university when she was a freshman there And months later she saw the man um, on the street in the city who reminded her of her rapist and she reported the encounter to the police. She later wrote about how she failed to identify the authority suspect for her rape in a police lineup, but prosecutors later used her account and microscopic hair analysis, which 35 years later was deemed faulty as evidence. And then this man, Anthony Broadwater was charged with forcible rape. Alice testified at his trial. So what's- She testified on his behalf or against him? against him. But he wasn't the man that she picked out in the lineup. What's so crazy about this story, that in 2019 it was reported that Lucky was going to be turned into a movie. Mm -hmm. And earlier this year, the executive producer who was working on the movie noticed discrepancies between the memoir and the script. He told the New York Times, quote, I started having some doubts, not about the story that Alice told about her assault, which was tragic, but the second part of her book about the trial, which didn't hang together. And so this started, like, this shame, uh reaction, and now a judge has overturned the conviction. But he was of in jail for 16 years. Anthony Broadwater, yes. So, okay, just,
0: I'm still confused. On, on her part, like, so,
1: say it again with the lineup. Okay, so, she... Pick someone out of a lineup who wasn't ultimately the person who was sent to, to jail. But the prosecutors, I guess, influenced her choice. But the guy she saw on the street is this guy? Is this guy, but not the person who. She picked out of the lineup. Yeah. And not the person who did it.
0: And we don't know where he is. No. But she testified that this was the man.
1: Yeah, because I guess that's. Who she thought? Or what she, was she like- thought. I, I don't know. There's I It's a very never, bad story. I don't like it. Yeah. No, I never read the book Lucky, but it was like a, obviously a huge book and it was, was going to be turned into a movie. Was it after She Wrote the Lovely Bones or before? I think before because this w- it came out in 1999 and Lovely Bones was 2002. Got it. Yeah. So just a really, really crazy story. Yeah. Very and sad. Very sad. Like
0: obviously, great justice was served, but he. Was also in prison for sixteen years. Like you can't get that time back, and that shit's just not okay.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: So are they still making it into a movie? I feel like it's like enough. I
1: don't know. Now the movie has another twist. Oh, that's true. A
0: sequel. Like, um, this is a terrible story. Yeah, really, really Pittsville.
1: Yeah, majorly Pittsville.
0: And I wonder, like,
1: what is her explanation? Like, uh, she hasn't said anything, right? So I'm sure I, she will. Yeah, I think that the um, man was looking hoping for perhaps an apology from uh, that would nice. so we'll see what happens
0: oh terrible um well those were the fast five
1: stories and I feel as though you need to know them. yeah I do I really really do
0: and the show's not even far from over because we have so much tv to talk about yes I think we should just get out of the way selling sunset okay. that's like what everyone watches week season four or five whatever four. can't keep up is on. There's also like another season coming that they have footage for because like Jason and what's her face are together, but like we didn't get any of the Jason Chrielle. How didn't stupid! Get, we didn't get anything. We didn't get anything, though. I did feel like there were a few moments of crumbs
1: where it's like, okay, Jason's in love with. Chrishell. I think they
0: did that intentionally. Like every time, like Chrielle was talking, they would show Jason. Like when she was flirting with that Marvel guy in mm-hmm. the office, and Jason was like getting all angry. Like they were toying with us, but they ultimately gave us nothing. Yeah. So the season. I really don't even know where to start because I think it was one of the worst seasons of TV I've watched in a really long time, which is just so shocking because I think that like, they don't really have to do much to keep me entertained. Like the houses are beautiful, the women are beautiful, the editing is great, it's like a gorgeous LA. The way that this, I watched 10 episodes about the same thing and I didn't get any of the women together until the last episode was like a reality TV faux pas.
1: No, it was really atrocious. Um every conversation was about like the conversation before and yeah. the one before that and the next one that's coming up. Well, then up, I had lunch which and is we're like, having lunch. My worst m- the thing I hate most about reality TV, I understand that sometimes we have to like keep the ball moving, but it was the only thing that was happening. There were no like organic moments that no. happened. I think that we've all realized that this show is very much manufactured in the mm-hmm. sense that like these women probably don't work for the Oppenheim group sell real estate, but like you put a bunch of interesting women in a room together and shit's gonna start popping off. So I'm fine with that. But it was just nothing. Nothing happened. The only thing that we're talking about is something that happened five years ago, and I'm having a hard time even believing that that even happened. Because what are the odds that the man that Christine's boyfriend was, the woman that the Christine's boyfriend was cheating on her with,
0: also works at the Oppen- Oppenheim also group. works
1: at the Oppenheim Group, and everybody knows her except. But this was Christine's first time ever seeing her. Yeah. So I feel like they made up that whole situation. And then so Christine made up some more on her own side. So here, like when it boils down, if I really have to get into the weeds and like,
0: chew and dissect this idiocy, which I was just so uninvested, I don't even care to have an opinion. But if I had to, my opinion would be this. Christine is acting very bizarre and her story's not adding up. Like she said, the real like kink in the armor was when she said like Davina, I was friends with Davina. She knew I was engaged. And then Davina was like, no, if Davina's not even backing up, like you're fucked. So I think that like she's definitely making some shit up and she's really not interested in being friends with these girls. And she acted very bizarre and I really couldn't get behind her. But more than that, I couldn't get behind the massively loser loser energy that was just radiating from Mary, radiating from Chrishell, radiating from Heather, like the way Christine who they claim to despise is living so rent free in their minds makes me actually have a lot of sympathy for these enormous losers. Like, so for me, I know everyone was so focused on Christine being like caught in her lies and I see that, But I raise you the
1: loseriest losers who ever losered. No, the loseriest losers. And you know what? I actually, this season weirdly made me like Heather more than I liked her in the past. Oh my god, that is so
0: weird that you said that because I was actually like really vibing on Heather.
1: Like I just was liking her energy. And even when she was with the loser brigade, she was being the least. She rose above it a little bit. The least bit of a loser. Like Mary and Chrishell are obsessed with Christine. There needs to be like the Bechdel test for the show. Like the Quinn test. Is there people uh, on this show who are not Christine Quinn? Yes. Do they ever have a conversation where Christine Quinn is not mentioned? No. no. Fails the fucking test. Not once do they get together and they do not bring up Christine. hmm It's like... It, Loser. I mean, it's just so crazy how, like, Chrishell is, like, everyone's queen when it's like... I think... Like, and even all the vibe in the office, and I understand where Christine is, like, coming from, where it's, like, everybody just sits there being so fucking fake with their fake laughs and their fake smiles, like, with fake girl boss women empowerment, and it's, like, so cringy and not authentic, and then they accuse Christine of being not authentic. I'm, like, at least she tells you how she feels. Like, you guys just, like, sit around...
0: Being fraudulent.
1: Being fraudulent, just wanting to, like, come off well on TV or whatever. Yeah. But it's, like... It's so cringe the way they talk to each other in the office. Like, those aren't real conversations. No, That's not How real people talk. human interaction. No. And the way, like, they're just so, like, sing-songy the whole time. Yeah. And then they're like, go, bitch, boss, babe. Yeah. Like, that is my least favorite No, and thing. I think
0: Crochelle really said it best. Empowered women empower women. No, it's like. I could die. I could vomit. Like. It's a parody. Empowered women don't say that. Empowered (laughs) women don't talk about being empowered. They just are.
1: It's a parody of like feminism and girl power and it's cringetastic I can't believe there are people out there who are like inspired by this no and you know what I really have had enough and
0: I don't think I can really ever watch a tv show ever again that Mary is on she is a disgrace (laughs) like (laughs) she's the worst dressed woman on the planet and it's 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 only highlighted more because everyone even Davina brought it up a notch Everyone is just sickening. That girl, Emma, like outfit, outfit, outfit. Heather looks so cute all the time. Christine, outfit, outfit, outfit. Rochelle looks great. Really professional. Mary is like shopping at a different store. And you yeah. know what? It's just something about Mary. Like, <laughs> you know, there's something about Mary. <laughs> because when they went to that fashion showroom yep. and they literally walked out in the same dress, oh, they were going to two different places. Like literally... What's her name? Chrishell was going to the Oscars. She looked so great in it. And Mary was going to the diner. Like, M- Mary just, like, cheapens everything. And then when she starts to talk, it, like, is so much worse. I'm sorry. I'm really going off. No, I, completely... I can't stand her. She's a bully, too. And when... You, all these girls, they just cry and, like, make... And Christine was doing that, too. Like, just crying and making us...
1: And it's something weird about, like, seeing Christine cry. Do you agree? Like, yeah, but it's like, just not adding up. So, I need to go back to Mary at the... Um... At the Albright Library because she's surrounded by gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous things. Pick, like, u- pick out uglier things, <laughs> Mary. I dare couldn't you. Couldn't be uglier. But that scene of her and Chriselle, like when they both put on the metallic dresses and they were talking about how they were super women and the, what would our superpowers be. I don't think there's a cringier moment in television history. Like, and I'm sorry, but if that, if that scene warmed your heart or made you feel like warm and fuzzy. Look inward. <laughs> I was literally dying, dying of cringe. No, and that's Michelle. the only time they no, didn't talk about
0: Christine, and they were literally, I wish
1: they would have <laughs> Like, it was cringeness 2.0. Like, it was No, horrifying. but they did, if she's coming to the party tonight. Oh, yeah, they did talk they, about Christine. And by the way, what the two of them wound up actually wearing to the party, there's no way they got it from fucking Patricia Field's warehouse right there. Totally. They looked really not great. They all look stupid but running around that house. The like fashion this season, like honestly. Amazing. It's, Emma was she was giving us so much. Barbie. Christine gives us everything. I agree. Chriselle has her sense of style that's super cute. Heather too, Mary not so much. No. Amanda always looks great. Yes, and oh my God, what a crazy shit
0: that's going on with oh my Amanda. God, like yeah. first of all, I don't even think she set foot in like one house. Like she didn't work she wasn't uh selling, selling. sunset. She was doing interior design and also dealing that was the craziest thing, like how he just literally sent a letter and was like, I give up all legal rights to my kids so we didn't have to pay child support. Like, that's so sad. Crazy. She's a really good mom. I actually really like her, especially because she's like the only one who's like someone in the middle.
1: Yeah. And that she, like, I. So, Christine, up until this season and still this season, like, this is my absolute favorite on the show. Before this season, I was like, Christine can do no Could wrong. You know wrong. Christine's a queen. This season, I'm like, she's making it hard for her fans to defend her because, like, what the fuck is, is going this on. story? Yeah. Um, But I still would I'm still team Christine over all of the other women they are so obsessed with her it's crazy and they're and obsessed they're also- and they
0: can't take her like they were like, "Well, we want to speak to you as a group," which right, is because, obviously not a fair right for because anyone. they don't want her to get away with her lies, but like, "Okay, speak to her one-on-one and call her out no, on her lies." But that's not why they want to speak to her. Like, they, that's just a lie they made up. They just want to speak to her all together so that they can be ganged up. When they were in the car, they were like, "We have each other's backs." Like, it's easy to talk to anyone, even the most person who hasn't done anything wrong, if it's 3 against 1. Right.
1: And it's like they don't realize this, and I'm sure I feel like a lot of people don't feel this way. I know I'm in the minority here, but like they are the mean girls whenever yeah. it's everyone against one person and one person feels alienated and even like Christine I feel like eventually she lets her walls down it's like do you know how hard it is to walk into a room where everyone hates you? She did it so many times this season and was like so you know I guess fake and like smiley and hi everyone how are you giving everyone hugs? Mm -hmm. But like that fucking sucks. And, and, And yes she did but also I wish they would be more specific about what Christine did to the other women. Yeah. Like, so we know that, uh, we know she said some shit about Tarek, you know, in the cupcakes, whatever. Yeah, called but the like, relationship like stupid or when something. When Chriselle says that she tried to like ruin her reputation, ruin her as a person at the time when her parents were both passed away, what, what did is she, she do? About? Yeah. I don't know. No, we need They needed to be more specific because I. I couldn't sympathize if I yeah, don't know it, the crime. It makes it seem like you're just, like, making stuff up. The
0: thing is, it's like, I don't really ride or die for Christine anymore, like, not close to how much you do, but I don't think she's necessarily in the right. I just refuse to be on the side of the three biggest losers in the history of television. Therefore, by the transitive property, makes me team Christine.
1: Yes, and I will say, in order of loseriness, it goes... Right, m- let me hold on. Let Mary's me Mary's one.
0: Mary, Christine, Emma.
1: No, no, Chriselle. That's what I meant. Yeah, Mary, Chriselle, Emma... Then I would put... Um, Heather. Heather, but she really didn't bother me. Until this. the end, she
0: like stormed down and like had a moment. And Tariq is like so trying to make something happen. Like, it's fine. She's she's an idiot. Like, she's just like... Calm down, Tariq. But I do
1: think uh, Heather and Tariq are a match made in heaven.
0: hundred percent. They seem
1: really happy. Happy and, for them. Um, I'm happy for them. And I, it definitely changed my POV about them. I, I, agree. I wish them a lifetime of love. I agree.
0: Even now I really understand Heather's mindless news. Like, it... It's really, I think, just, like, what they do on a daily basis. Like, dumb things. You no, know,
1: and they're so excited about, like, little the things, things that they're doing together and they just want to share it. I'm totally fine with them. I So agree. that was a, a turning point for sure. Um, but just even Emma, who I thought was going to come in and, like, be really cool as a person, just went on the loser train choo-choo chew chew bringing her empanadas
0: everywhere and I did look up her vegan food company because she acted like she was super successful of course she's skinny girl and I just want to let you know she's not I just wanted to clear the air for everyone she's not super successful and of course like
1: she has to say that she flies private because she needs to take her big dog with her but there was a dog birthday party and she didn't even bring him And that, to me, just, like, didn't add up.
0: It's also a TV show. Like, she's not flying private, first of all. Like, even if your vegan food company, like, is really successful. Like, do you know how expensive it is to fly from Boston to L.A. multiple times a month? It's, like, 50 grand every time. I'm sorry. She's just not doing that.
1: Yeah. Also, when Mary, like, had a conniption that Christine... Mary is just erratic. When she had a conviction that Christine came to the dog party. Oh, she was acting like a lunatic. Christine was so well behaved. And then when the two of them are at the Albright Mm -hmm. closet and they're like, well, maybe if Christine comes, she could be drama free. And they're like, has she ever been? Every single time Christine showed up this This season, season. there was no fucking drama. It was just like Mary and Chriselle spinning their wheels. Oh,
0: you know who like got on TV and got like a little empowered? Christine's husband. It's like, they're just jealous, babe. Like, you're married, they're divorced, they wouldn't dream of taking trips like we do on our weekends. Like, right, I was, I was just kind of
1: like, it was also a really weird that they had that conversation in the middle of the street. Yes, like, you guys have a house, it's beautiful and quiet and peaceful go. And if you want to talk shit, do it there. It's crazy how frequently people in LA just move. Yeah,
0: and actually, Chriselle's house that she ended up getting is really nice. Like, it's yes. on this canyon. Yes, and
1: I'm happy, I'm so happy for Krischel that she has a place of her own.
0: It's a wonderful thing, like, to to be able to. Own a home without anyone being able to take it away. That part I actually liked. Yeah. She became every episode just like losery. And loserier and loserier and loserier. No, somebody
1: lied. The whole world is lying to her, and and but people really feel this way about her, where she's like the America's sweetheart. And I'm really uh, every season, I was like, you know what, Chrysal gonna have an amazing season. Like she's such a big star, Dancing with the Stars. Mm-hmm. She looks amazing. She's like, you know, she's moved on from her heartbreak, mm-hmm. and she's in this like new season of her life. And she was still a big loser. And I'm, um, I just can't. I can't either. Like it was, there was so much cringe. So much cringe. And the way she acts around celebrities, like. It's inappropriate, actually, like for the workplace. But I do, I could see how Jason is in love with her. I was like, maybe it was editing, but I was like, okay. Also, that guy
0: from Marvel was in love with her and the basketball player.
1: Right. And she should have gone out with a guy from Marvel.
0: And also the basketball player was really hot. She should have went out with him too.
1: Yeah, Maybe she did.
0: Yeah. But she's also... very flirty, like, touching. And I was like, I don't think this is appropriate realtor conduct. No, and, like, are you really supposed to hug your realtor
1: every time you see them?
0: 100%. I don't even like to, like, hug you every time I see you. (laughs) Like,
1: it's really weird. Yeah. No, there was a lot of hugging. A lot of inappropriate, like, workplace conduct. Especially in the pandemic.
0: Especially on behalf of Grishel.
1: Yeah, I agree. But, like, they're just, like, a hugging bunch over there.
0: Totally. And, oh, my God, the shoes, like... I don't oh know how they walk around these houses, and these all these houses in LA—they're like ice castles. Like they're not warm. There's no carpet. It's like hard corners and hard and marble stairs, four flights, S- flights and flights of stairs. I'm like, and they're walking in the craziest shoes. And you know what? Like Davina's been trying to keep up with the looks. Like she obviously went to Storett's and like bought every those like tweed looking dresses that everyone got, but she cannot walk in heels. Have you noticed that about her? Like she's trying so hard to keep up, she physically cannot.
1: Yeah. Oh wait, we didn't even talk about Christine the pregnancy and the rumors that she faked it. I really don't like to entertain like conspiracy theories like that. Like it's moronic
0: and offensive and I don't think she faked her pregnancy. I don't
1: think she faked her pregnancy either. I think that, and people, even if she didn't fake her pregnancy, people are like upset with her that she's like, you know, putting out this like standard of postpartum that is just so, so fucking unattainable. It's but it's like, I feel like, and I'm pregnant right now and I love seeing Christine two days out of labor, like walking down the street Wearing and head, like head to toe. And, and because that's really what she did. And like, I feel like I see so many realistic portrayals of what postpartum actually is, whether it's on Instagram or like mm-hmm. on TV, movies, books, like, you know that it's really not, very not un- easy very unfabulous yeah but it is kind of cool to see this like person who really is just having this incredibly fabulous experience I know that's not going to be me but like it gives you a little it's hope patient. it's It's hopeful. Yeah, I mean, honestly. I did not find it offensive whatsoever. No, me neither. And I
0: mean, I'm not pregnant, so I don't know what it's like. But like, also, like, that's really what we're arguing about. Like, there's much bigger problems in
1: the world. It's really, like, it's crazy. And also, she really did work out, like, through her entire pregnancy. She was doing
0: Pilates literally a week before she gave birth. Like, if that person is gonna be perfect after they give birth they deserved it, it if that's what it takes yeah I won't be doing that right and that's why I won't look anything like that
1: <laughs> right but I really like I found it to be so interesting to just watch her postpartum journey be so radically exhausting. different from anyone else on earth it, it looked tiring I just w- wish like the heels she would cool it with they I
0: were... when she was super super pregnant like walking around like town in those shoes it's actually giving me terrible anxiety yeah. like one snap of the ankle so dangerous yeah
1: I agree but that's Christine she was literally on another level psychotic this season yeah
0: she was Um, also the Real Housewives of Potomac uh, finale was last night and Nicki Minaj joined us and I have a lot to say Mm -hmm. so the Nicki Minaj reunion is brought to you by Hush All right, let's talk about the quality of your sleep. The reality is... We've been talking about it. Over 160 million million Americans struggle with sleep, and Hush is here to help. They're an industry-leading sleeper and that carries a wide range of sleep essentials for every sleeper. Whether you're a hot sleeper or a cold sleeper, Hush has what you need to get the job done. So they carry everything from pillows and sheets to their best-selling weighted blankets and mattresses, and they even have their iced technology, which keeps you cool all night long in their iced weighted blanket and their mattress. So if you're looking to improve your your... Nightly rest naturally. Hush is the answer. I actually have a lot of products from Hush. Of course, I have the weighted blankets, which are the best. I've had them for a while. I have silk pillowcases, which is so great for your hair, skin, face, Love everything. Love my
1: silk Hush pillow blankets. I also
0: have the iced sheets because I'm very cognizant of my temperature. temperature at night. And the fact that there is a brand that's making products for your bed that is catered to like sweaty necks is really, really lovely. <laughs> um, it's also a great gift. Holiday season is coming up. Stock stuffers. Supper. It's a great way to show your loved ones that you care about them. Something that is also really important to Hush is uh, from day one, they've donated one in 10 adult products and one in five kids products to those in need around the world. So if you're looking to upgrade your sleep, head over to HushBlankets.com. They have a huge Black Friday sale happening right now, so make sure to check them out before the sale ends. That's HushBlankets.com to take advantage of the Black Friday sale.
1: Amazing.
0: So, Nikki wrapped it up last night. She was, like, coming hard and, like, dying on random hills. (laughs) Yeah, they weren't my
1: hills. No,
0: and I just thought it was weird because, like... Okay, she was... First of all, I, I thought the conversation about Michael's sexuality, which, like, of course... I think a lot of people wonder. It was just, like, really inappropriate to have right in front of Ashley. And it was, like, kind of fucking rude. And I just didn't like it. I agree. And I just felt like with every woman, she, like, poked and prodded at the worst thing. Like, that's not what we, we
1: needed you here, like, to be our voice. And you're just, like, talking about random shit. Yeah, uh, Giselle and Robin being lovers. Oh, so stupid. Stupid! Like, so stupid. I agree. I liked her presence. I liked her energy. And I love how much she loves the show clearly. And it, and knows everything that has happened. But it's just, I didn't feel like she was speaking for me. She wasn't speaking facts, like, and at all. And also because, like, she got this position because of, you know, Justice for Monique. And it wasn't mentioned. No, but that scene with
0: Candace singing, like, was truly painful. First of all, the fact that she was so hesitant and, like, wouldn't sing her own song... Was so bizarre.
1: So bizarre because she has, we hear her sing all the time. She's an amazing voice. She sings on the show,
0: happy birthday. Like, oh my God, no one can have a birthday without Candace I think that I'm the Candace of the morning toast. And of course, if Nicki Minaj was like, sing toast by Claudia Atchard, like, I would die and I would feel so awkward. I probably wouldn't do great. But I wouldn't say no. Yeah. It was weird. Like, I was just weirded out. And then she did it. She didn't sound amazing. She sounded decent, but she was obviously really nervous. So she was a little pitchy, but it was fine. My God, is Chris Bassett such a fucking drama queen or what? Like coming in, what, you're mad at Nicki Minaj? Do you think she fucking cares? Right. It was, that was a weird moment. But it was actually nice of Andy to come over Yeah. Because, like, Nikki really did put her on the spot, and she was visibly uncomfortable. and like, Nikki doesn't care. No. And, like, it was painful for everyone, and I can imagine it was actually really painful to be there. And I thought it was cool that, like, Andy came over and, like, congratulated her and was like, calm down, you're going to be fine.
1: Yeah, and at the end of the day, like, you performed for Nicki Minaj. Like, how many people can say that? Once in a lifetime. I agree. It really, I was so excited for Nikki's presence, and then it just, it didn't give me what I needed just because she was going off on things that really didn't bother me
0: no and like she just chose like one or two issues with every woman and like I didn't even notice half the shit that they were talking about like she was just like going on tangents about the most irrelevant things like I wanted her to go with Candace like really talking about her anger and the common denominator the Monique of it all like I would have loved Nikki's take on that I would have loved Nikki's take on like Wendy being so rehearsed this season Uh like with her weird tiktok Zen when like I would have loved Nikki to like go in on her I also thought Nikki like paid a lot of respect to Karen and put Giselle a little in her place like it's like enough already with like the age jokes like you're obsessed with Karen yeah and Karen was the only one who didn't really get anything bad from Nikki which made the whole thing worth it
1: yeah I agree it was nice to see respect justice for Karen at least if we can't get it oh and you know Karen got a spinoff with her family Oh, exciting. Did you know that? I don't think so. Yeah, Karen got a off And also,
0: last night, Portia, her show, she got a spinoff after Atlanta premiered. There was a lot of promo for it, but I watched it. It was very good.
1: Oh, exciting, exciting, exciting. You would
0: love to see, like, who gets a spinoff and who doesn't. It's, like, the most interesting game in the world.
1: Yes, but ultimately, like, I'm glad that Nikki showed, showed up, up and that that was something that we got to see. You know, I... I would like, I'm open for more in the future with other major celebrities who are big fans of a franchise. Please do not overdo it. Do not ruin a good thing because it was just like a fun, exciting thing yeah. that happened. And even though I didn't like feel like I got what I needed, what I needed, it was something new. And that's so great. And we were a part of something. We were. And it was like exciting. Yeah, it was. Um, So I told oh you God, about Mia was just all
0: over like, I know. I really was like rooting for her at the beginning of the season, and then like it got so hard to root for her. And I was thinking to myself, like, why am I rooting for this person? Like, yeah. I'm getting nothing from it.
1: No, she's just like, she's insane. Yeah,
0: she really is. And then when she was like, oh, by the way, like the scene where where Nikki was like asking um, Candace about like how many drops, I mean, how many albums she sold, and Nikki Nikki was like, you sold five hundred thousand. Like Adele's album just now had six hundred twenty-two thousand, which is the biggest this year. Like. So, Candace, you're telling me, like, your song got 500,000 purchases? And even 20,000 is a lot.
1: Yeah, but I think that that was the real number. And that's a really good number. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That conversation made me want to die.
1: Yeah, but I thought Candace actually handled it pretty well. Yeah, considering. Being put on the spot.
0: Like, you could just tell who Nikki liked and who she didn't like. She doesn't like Candace. She, she likes like-
1: Karen. I think she likes Robin and Giselle. She doesn't like Ashley.
0: No. What the hell?
1: Oh, man, that was crazy. She likes Wendy. Yeah. See, that's why I just didn't agree. Yeah, agreed
0: um okay so i told you about the jonas brothers roast like please do not waste your time i'm going to watch it. first of all they advertised like all these comedians gabriel iglesias gabriel iglesias was not in it he was in like a little stupid like clip in the credits basically like the the flow of the night was like some people came out and roasted like lily singh came that was a that was a tough one um Priyanka did a pretty good job. Sophie did like an okay job. Danielle Jonas, like all the wives did it, but then like Danielle Jonas was like, had a bunch of cue cards up and she was like, I lost my voice and then she roasted him on the cue cards. But like, obviously she is, is like nervous cause she's like not a performer, she's not an entertainer. And yeah. like, it's like in front of like a big crowd of like a hundred people. Overall, it was just so stupid. Like there would be a roast and then they'd cut to like a package, you know? Mm-hmm. So they did this thing with like, you know, Joe and Niall Horan did like undercover soul cycle moronic kevin did you know football training at the rams SoFi stadium moronic like there was so little roasting like traditional stand-up roast some of it was good they had this british comedian i never heard of jack whitewall or something hilarious but
1: how was pete davidson when he made that one funny joke
0: yeah that was it like that's literally the extent of his time on the thing yeah there's nothing it's like he was so good and he's at the beginning so me and ben were like so excited he left comes back for one tiny little segment that's it oh my god so it was just and then john legend came like roasted in a song which was like a cute idea but no like none of it was working i was really surprised
1: damn i'm still gonna watch it but i guess my expectations have been lowered yeah
0: they should and overall like my takeaway is like joe is still my favorite
1: okay i'll let you know what i think then
0: kevin then frankie then Nick. Um, You watch anything else? Yes. No. I read Golden Girl by Ellen Hildebrandt, the book you raved about. Mm -hmm. Um, And I liked it. I mean, now that I've really sat with it, I thought it would be more on my mind. And, like, it's not. I agree with that. It's
1: not on my mind.
0: Because it was this kind of, like, deep book about, like, the afterlife. And I loved that part of it. I thought it was, like, really, like, a nice
1: peaceful way
0: of thinking about, like, people who have passed away. How, like, you know they're not really worried about you. Or, like, in pain. They're just, like at peace. I loved that. But my, you know, my biggest complaint with the book was that it was unbelievably long. And I was actually texting with Raquel Moffs. and we, oh, every every book you recommend to me, I recommend to her. And she loves your recommendations, oh by my the way. Oh, that's so good. She to just hear. did, it happened one summer. <laughs> I told her, I'm like, it's a little pornographic. She said it's fine. So then I was like, I read Golden Girl by Ellen Hildebrandt. I think you would like it, but like, it is really long, like pages and pages of descriptions just walking into a restaurant. Okay. And she's like, I can't do it. Like, I, that, it's my deal breaker. Like, I can't. So now I'm looking back on the book with like hatred in my eyes just because it took up so much of my time. But, like, it also was a good book. Like, the plot twists, like, it was great. The concept was great.
1: But now I, like, I just have, like, hate in my heart for it. Got it. The way that I feel is I do think it was too long and it could have been shorter, but I was enjoying it so much and I haven't really been so into a book in so long that it was like, why would I want this to end? Yeah. I, let's keep going. I know, but even like the best book in the world, like all good things must end. Yeah, but I, it was my favorite Ellen Hildebrand book that I've ever read and I read the whole Winter in Paradise series. We read Perfect Couple, which is so good. Is that the wedding one? That's the wedding one. I loved that one. I liked it better. I read 28 Summers. I think that's what I'm going to read next. I like this one the best and I would recommend it to everyone but speaking of books we just recorded our final oh, Redheads yeah, episode of the, of the year we read The Midnight Library by Matt Haig and I'm just gonna give you a little spoiler which was that all four of us loved it oh good it was so good Dana's choice it was a Dana's choice and obviously she always hits it out of the park so not only do we recap the book but it was and it was a book like also about the afterlife so just really interesting thought-provoking discussions about like parallel universes mm-hmm. and like what happens when we when we go and every decision that you make in life, how it affects like the rest of your life, where would you be if, you know, I didn't go on that teen tour. Well, that's what Martha in the book helps you with. Right. It's actually quite similar, but the Midnight Library is shorter. It's... Will I like it? I think that you would. It's a... Snitch liked it. So if Snitch liked it, I think you would like it. It's written perfectly like there's not a wasted sentence love that every sentence is packed with meaning Mm -hmm. anyways we recap that book and then we do our 2021 year in review of books we each give our top three redheads books of the year and top three non-redheads books of the year
0: was my book this year it was technically yeah right okay but it was also in, like, the poll.
1: Oh, that was March Madness. That was Yeah, that was all Redhead's books. Got it. Okay, so okay. this was just 2021 things so that we read. So does my book get included in your recap? You know, we didn't mention it. Because <gasps> I read it in 2020. Like, to me, it's yeah, a, yeah. when I went through my Goodreads, I, I rated it in 2020, so it sat there. It's hard. Yeah. But I actually should have because I was coming up short with, like, what to make. I didn't know. Anyways. Girlwithnojob.com slash book and there's a Redhead's episode about that. Anyways, yes, new episode of Redhead Shops on Thursday. It's literally so long. If you don't want to read the book and don't want to, um, you can listen, we recap the book or you can skip to the 2021 year in review part because I think we got a delicious, a delicious it looks like we have a delivery that's so delicious. Anyways, we just talk about all the books that we read this year, all of the best books of the year and it's really good. Ooh we just got like a sickening delivery.
0: <laughs>
1: okay, get back here. Give me mine.
0: This is the Tim
1: Hortons Justin Bieber collab. Wow. Tim Biebs, you see? Tim Tim Be- Bits is what they call their um, Munchkins. Is there any food in here? Yeah.
0: Oh fuck yes.
1: I know you guys love how we us eating and getting. Ooh, what
0: is this? Oh, there's also oh a pouch. It's their Munchkins. It's okay. So, do you know Tim Hortons? Mm. Yes, I do. It's, it's like, Dunkin Dunkin Donuts Donuts like the Dunkin' Donuts of the north. Of the north.
1: Mmm. <laughs> what flavor is that? It's like birthday cake with stuff on it.
0: Do you it's think really Haley good. eats
1: these? Yeah.
0: <gasps> oh, they're all the same flavor. And there's also. Oh my god, these smell so good. Uh-huh. Hold on.
1: We'll like them. Ooh, a fanny pack. Oh my
0: god, this is so good. You know, birthday cake is like my favorite flavor. This is so cool.
1: Is it a fanny? Did you know we were getting this?
0: No. How'd they get the address? I don't know. <laughs> That is so bizarre. <laughs> did you give them? No.
1: I think you did.
0: I swear to God I did not. Hmm.
1: Well, thank you. Thanks, Justin.
0: <laughs> well, I'm done. Are you done? I'm done. That's our show, you guys. Thank you so much for listening to the Morning Toast Melina Morning Show where we deliver the fast five stories that you need to know every Monday through Friday on YouTube. So if you're watching this on YouTube, please feel free to subscribe and give this video a thumbs up. We're also available as a podcast and where podcasts can be found. So it's Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, iHeartRadio, CastBox, all the places. Wherever you listen to podcasts, find us more in Chelsea, five-star review about our beautiful, sending and smart we are. Love you guys. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye. Bye.